You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. We made it. The 2021 regular season starts tonight with the Buccaneers and Cowboys. Matt and I today will be previewing and making our picks for at least half of the week one slate come back tomorrow and finish it up Uh, but I'm excited for football Brian Peacock Matt Williamson with you every day here throughout the season at BD Peacock on Twitter at Williamson NFL Uh, are you as pumped as I am to start sort of uh, like just getting into the the real thing we we've it was a wild offseason I think the regular season is finally here, and it, it has a chance to be just as crazy as the offseason was, and hopefully more crazy. And uh, I can't wait to see what these teams actually look like on the field finally after sort of projecting what they will be. Yes, 100%. I mean, it, it is Christmas morning without a doubt. We're going to see real football. And, you know, just from our job's perspective, I sure like reacting to things that mean something and actually matter as opposed to speculating and boy, this team's holding this back in the preseason. What are they really going to do? You know, I mean, all cards are on the table now. And I think it's a little sweeter, too, considering what we went through last year. You know, like, I can't wait to see the fans tonight. You know, I mean, the fans were gypped out of a little bit last year. Yep, they absolutely were. And now we see fans on the field. It'll help the experience uh, on the field, on television, watching these games. Remember some of the fake crowds we had last year, too? And it was just like, oh, my gosh, finally some fans on the field. So hopefully all those types of things go really well. So uh, our plan today is we're going to preview Thursday night football. We're going to preview the early game Sunday, come back tomorrow and preview the rest of week one with the late Sunday games and then the primetime Sunday night and Monday night football games. Come back and do it all again Monday and review everything we saw over the course of the weekend in week one of the NFL. So let's get to it. The Dallas Cowboys are at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the world champs. They get to start their Title defense at uh, prime time tonight. And so they're at home. There's going to be a lot of pomp and circumstance, I think, surrounding this game. It'll probably start 30 minutes later than I expect it to. And I'll be glued in. It's like, where's the game? Where's the kickoff? Come on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, it'll be worth the wait, I think. And uh, it's a nice matchup here with the Cowboys and the Buccaneers. Yeah. And of course, I'm super duper looking forward to it. I always feel for the road team in these situations, you know, going to the Super Bowl champs and the hoopla, as you said. I mean, of course, it's always a good team you're playing. That's a tough, tough task. And I don't think Dallas wins this one, but I think that they keep it close. I mean, actually, I'm not looking at the lines, but the last one I saw was, was Dallas plus nine-ish. I think they keep it to within, a, you know, a score or so. But I think Tampa controls the action, shuts down the run, especially with Zach Martin out. And, you know, even this Dallas defense, I mean, we know it's not great, but it's designed, in my opinion, their goal for this defense is tackle, keep everything in front of you, you know, don't allow the easy plays like you did last year. Communication's important, but we're going to simplify things. Well, Brady's seen all that a million times, and I just think he'll find a lot of matchups to his liking. But I, I think that some people are selling Dallas's offense short. Like, man, they're going to get walloped tonight. I, I don't see it that way. I mean, I just think Dallas is loaded on that side of the ball. 
and C.D. Lamb in particular has a really good matchup against the slot. And I think Dak will have a nice game and keep it to within 9 or 10. That's the key. Were, were there enough upgrades on defense for the Dallas Cowboys, uh, coaching staff and on the field? And then how is Dak playing? Is Dak the real Dak? Is he still you know, got some remnants of knee injury, of shoulder injury? So that worries me for the Cowboys here, which is why the Buccaneers are such huge favorites. Yeah, eight and a half, nine points is where you can get it. And look, if you can get the Cowboys plus nine, I, I wouldn't blame you. Betting on the Cowboys, it's hard for me to to really throw down cash on this. And it seems like most of the cash is on the Buccaneers, why that line keeps moving. I think it was maybe seven or seven and a half to start. and It's yeah, gotten all yeah. the way up to eight and a half. Everyone's putting their money on the Buccaneers for good reason here. Just a more complete team, probably the most complete team in the NFL coming into the season here. And it's uh, one of the reasons they won the Super Bowl last year. But week one can be funky, right? Teams can start slow. I think sometimes scoring isn't as high as you would expect. And you would expect this to be a pretty high-scoring game for the most part because that's where the Cowboys shine on offense with all those weapons. But if you're getting nine points, uh, I think I'm okay with taking the Cowboys and taking all those points. Yeah, it might be a backdoor cover. Again, I think Tampa controls the action. Brady controls the action. I don't think they'll run a lot. I think we'll talk about it tomorrow that, man, Antonio Brown went too late in my fantasy draft. I should have grabbed him. I think that's going to be a theme here, too. Mm. Um, And I think the Tampa D will be hard to move the ball against. But Dallas is loaded. I mean, Dallas's offense is really, really strong. And I think they'll score points and figure things out as the game goes on. But I expect the Bucs to have a, a pretty secure halftime lead. Right. And as long as things don't change a lot from last year, their defensive rankings, according to PFF, the Bucks had the number two defense and the Cowboys were 23. So that's the difference in this football mm-hmm. game. Yeah, I 100% agree. Uh, one big note here is that due to COVID, Zach Martin is did not fly with the team. It looks like he's not going to play for the Dallas yeah. Cowboys. So that's a huge loss for them up front, which changes a lot in the, both the running game and keeping Dak clean. So just another little uh, addition there. And for the most part, looks like the Buccaneers are pretty darn healthy coming into this game. Yeah, they absolutely are fresh, healthy, deep, you know, <laughs> loaded. Um, there's more questions with, without a doubt with Dallas. You know, where's Dak, as you mentioned? Zach Martin's not going to play. Uh, speaking of betting stuff, I saw the over-under on Zeke rushing yards was like 56, 57, something like that. And it's going to be tough sledding. I mean, I, I think you're going to have to attack the flats with him, maybe a little more Tony Pollard than most weeks, you know, trying to get him in mismatches. But no, it's this is a tough team to play against in a really brutal environment, of course. Key to this game, I think, is pass rush. Getting after Dak Prescott, getting after Tom Brady are both beneficial. Passer rating when the pockets are clean for Prescott and Brady are both up over you know 115. 117.2 for Prescott with a clean pocket, 114 rating for Brady. And when they're under pressure... Tom Brady drops all the way down to a 50.2 passer rating and Prescott even worse, 44.8 passer rating. Every quarterback just about gets worse uh, when they are under pressure. But Brady, it's the big thing. It's why uh, the the New York Giants won a couple Super Bowls because they were able to get after Tom Brady and he's so good at getting the ball out. uh, And I just don't think that the Cowboys can do it. And I think there's a good chance that the Buccaneers can. Yeah, and it's totally understandable. But at Brady's age... Uh, I think bodies around him bother him more than they ever did, you know, and I just don't know that Dallas will get home very much or get many hits on them. Uh, their their front worries me a little, um, but I am interested to see if Micah Parsons lines up off the edge, you know, third and longs, those type of things. Um, but still, I, I think it's going to be tough to get to him. 
I have a feeling a lot of folks in the Peacock and Williamson Survivor Pool will be picking the Buccaneers in this one as their survivor pick for week one. If you haven't joined the league, go find my pinned tweet, twitter.com slash bdpeacock, and you can join up. Play against Matt and I. Play against a bunch of listeners. We got triple digits. We got a ton of listeners in this survivor pool. It's going to be huge, and run your pool. Our friends there are throwing in some prizes as well to this so the winner will get i think a jersey is what we're we're going to give away for this so that's really cool so thanks to run your pool for running this survivor pool for the program and if it's not buccaneers being the number one team picked it's probably the 49ers when they travel to the detroit lions here they're favored by seven and a half points are the san francisco 49ers on the road how do you like this one do you think that's enough points because the 49ers like the buccaneers in week one clear favorites uh, I'll get into one second, but how much do you think Lance plays? I think he plays zero snaps. Okay. I mean, he's got the finger. He's got a finger thing, and I think yeah. this is one of those games where, look, in the preseason, Kyle Shanahan were running them on and off the field. It was like, oh, no, two-quarterback system. Make those teams early in the year scared about that. Make them, um, make them prepare more than they need to for it. Then when you get to the Packers and the Seahawks week three and four, then you start having fun and throwing them out there on the field and trying to win football games. But they should be able to play vanilla with Jimmy G handing the ball off 90 percent of the time and beat the Detroit Lions. I think that will be the game plan for week one. And with the if there wasn't for the injury, he'd probably be out there maybe a couple snaps, just a a little show me thing. But they don't need to do that in week one. And with the finger injury and he's fine, he started to throw passes. I think he'll have a uniform on. If Jimmy G gets hurt, then Trey Lance might go out there and just play the rest of the game. So that's not a problem. He'll suit up, but I just don't think they'll need to utilize him in that sort of a way. I think the fun starts week three against the Packers for the 49ers. That makes absolute perfect sense for me. I, I think that that's how I would handle it too, just how you laid it out. Do you think Sermon will be a major contributor as a ball carrier? I think most will get the most of it, but you think Sermon factors in if 40% carry, something like that? Uh, yeah, 40%. I could see them leaning on, I, I could see them using Mostert for points early, then leading on Sermon late to win the game, you know, sort of as the closer. But yeah, yeah. I think. Most people, and Sermon's going ahead of Mostert, which I think is silly in fantasy football leagues, in redraft leagues especially. Uh, it's going to be a committee backfield. Neither one of those backs have really ever carried the load, but the the clear number, it's it's not 1A, 1B. I think it's 1-2 with Mostert and Sermon. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, I, I like the Niners here. I'm going to lay the points. I just think they're a much better football team, and I do think the, the both lines of scrimmage could hold up well for Detroit. Hawkinson and Swift may end up with decent lines when it's all said and done and, you know, put up some fantasy points for your teams, but I don't think they have the weaponry to keep up. And you mentioned, I mean, just so much running and I don't see any kind of answer for Kittle. I also don't see good answers for Ayuk or Debo. I mean, I I think the passing success might be highly, highly efficient on the road in Detroit. I don't think this game's particularly close. Right, and the Lions don't have any answers. They're going to try to run the ball, and if they're unsuccessful, and then your best weapon's Hawkinson on offense, and then you got Fred Warner on the other side to cover him. And mm-hmm. so I think the 49ers will be able to put a lot of bodies on him, won't worry too much about the receivers on the outside, use a healthy D Ford and Nick Bosa, which is a huge key for this football team, to get after Jared Goff. I talked about Brady. I think Goff's even worse as far as how good and bad he is under pressure. And the 49ers have, sure. have really given Goff all kinds of problems in the NFC West when he was with the Rams. So I don't expect that to be any different. So I just don't see any answers for the Lions to come out and win this one. And I think seven and a half points is probably not enough. No, I, I don't either. And I mean, no offense to Detroit fans. The fact that it's in Detroit doesn't change my mind much either. I'm sure it'll be loud. I'm sure they'll be psyched up. But 
after two long drives of them just running down Detroit's throat, I think that place might get quiet pretty quick. Yeah, and I think some week one away teams will be extra psyched just to hear fans, and it won't really affect them as if you know it's a home team away team. They'll be like, oh, cool, this is fans. It'll get everybody pumped up. Yeah, maybe, maybe. That'll be an interesting thing to, to discuss You know, Monday, Tuesday. Is yes. How, how did fans change things? And I'm sure there'll be some instances where the crowd noise makes it really hard to communicate. And, you know, these these players haven't done that in a while and dealt with hand signals and stuff. But, no, the, the whole thing will be a much better environment, of course. All right, let's get moving along here. We've got a bunch right. of games to get to from Sunday. Eagles, Falcons next, Steelers, Bills, and the rest of the early Sunday schedule. Attention gamblers of all shapes and sizes. Our friends at Manscaped have a can't-miss bet for you today. The leaders in male grooming just launched their fourth-generation performance package featuring the Lawnmower 4.0. Ready to take the leap to male grooming royalty? Two million men already have. Join the Manscaped movement by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code LOCKEDON. Gentlemen, you know, if you've ever tried to trim down there, and I hope you have because you got to keep things tidy, right? You need something that can do the job, but you need something that is delicate enough to not have any mishaps that in the past have been way too easy to happen before things like Manscaped and maybe even chased some men off from doing the grooming thing altogether. But now it's really easy. Let Manscaped take care of business with the performance package the ultimate parlay to take your grooming game to the next level 20 percent off as well with free shipping with promo code locked on at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off plus free shipping with the code locked on at manscaped.com fellas don't gamble on shaving with the wrong tools choose manscaped and trust me your bottom half will thank your top half this is a really difficult game for me to pick matt Eagles at Falcons. I don't love either team. They both drafted in the same zone last or in the 2021 NFL draft, so they finished the season similarly. I like the coaching change for the Falcons, and they're at home, and I don't like the coaching change for the Eagles. I like the quarterback for the Falcons better. Both teams have some holes, but I think everything to me points for the Falcons, and the line is, is three points, and I think a field goal is fine, plus home, plus fans now. We'll see if that starts to creep back up to a field goal because last year there was no home field advantage, or at least it wasn't a field goal's worth of a home field advantage. So they're telling me it's a push. Home team gets a field goal. I think it's a little bit more than that on the Falcons' side for me. So give me Atlanta, and I'll give away three points. I hear you. Uh, I'm going to take the points. Kind of for a lot of the reasons you just said, you know, new coaches, uh, not real sure what to expect. So I'll just take points in this game. I do think they're probably semi-equal teams right now, although I don't think that the Eagles are built to hold up for 17 games, but that doesn't matter. It's week one. Uh, I think the Eagles are really good on both lines of scrimmage, and I think they win those battles. But Matt Ryan's certainly a quarterback advantage, and I give Atlanta the coaching and home field advantage as well. So I think they win, but I think it's close, and I think it's sneaky high scoring too. I think the over is the mm. bet in this one. 48 and a half points. Take the over here. I kind of like that one. Yeah, sneaky. I think early the Eagles run the ball a little bit with some success. Maybe the Falcons come back throwing the ball, second half adjustments, and and, and come back to win this ball game. That's, that's the way I'm going to envision this one going. I don't think the Eagles' weapons are particularly bad. You know, I mean, Goddard and Ertz and Devontae and Miles Sanders and Hertz is a runner. I mean, I, I think they'll move the ball. 
That's true. And as as efficient as Hertz is as a passer is how far the Eagles go this year. Oh, I agree. Do but yeah. I don't think that'll go be very far. But <laughs> yeah, that, that doesn't I mean, I think it's a pretty easy matchup for them and they move the ball well. Real quick, what week does Gardner Minshew start a game for the for the Eagles? Six ish. Oh, okay. I was gonna say yeah. like eleven. Okay. I, mean, I, I feel like I'm really hard on Hurts, but yeah, I've just never are. been a believer. I am hard. Come on, man. Yeah. Your Pittsburgh Steelers are on the road to face the Buffalo Bills. This game, uh, if the Niners game wasn't on at the same time, I would be tuning into this one. This one looks like a lot of fun, so we're going to have to lean on each other here with these early games. Uh, I'm going to go back and watch as much as I can of all of them as well, but I will be locked into the 49ers early. You will be locked into the Steelers, no doubt, and be doing post-games and pre-games and all of that. The Buffalo Bills are uh, a heck of a pull for the Steelers in Week 1, and Buffalo at home favored by 6.5 nasty matchup for the Steelers. I mean, I, I took the Bills to, to win the Super Bowl. I think they're a really, really good team. I think the Steelers keep it within six and a half, though. And this is going to sound homerish, but I'm picking them to lose. So, you know, bear with me. I, I think the Steelers will run on the Bills. You know, the Bills live in nickel. Their run defense is somewhat of an afterthought. And I think Harris will have a productive day. I also think that, you know, Tredavious White can only cover one receiver and someone's going to have matchups that they like with the other corners. But if these teams played last year and the Bills dominated the second half, but it, the game really switched like right at the half when Ben threw a pick six because the Steeler defense, when it was all said and done, despite getting crushed in the second half, only allowed 19 points to the Bills. And the first half was without question the Bills' hardest half of football of the year when they had the ball. And the reason was the pass rush. I mean, as great as Allen is, and I've done a ton of homework on the Bills, you can imagine this week, the two things where he's still worrisome are he, he's a fumbler. He's fumbled a ton over his career. And you can understand why he extends plays. He's a runner. He's a big, tough guy that puts his shoulder down. And he hasn't handled pressure quite great yet. I mean, does everything else great. And – those are two things where I think the Steelers couldn't make a little hay. Six and a half points feels like a lot. Week one with a Steelers team that I think people are sleeping on a little bit. So I'm with you. And I felt like a lot of games on this slate, I wanted to take the points for an away team, but didn't think they were going to win, which is not the greatest bets usually to make. But that's where I'm going with this one. I'm with you. Uh, give me six and a half in Steelers. The Minnesota Vikings are at the Cincinnati Bengals, the Minnesota Vikings on the road, uh, favored by three points here against the Bengals. Where are these teams at? I just, I don't know what to think about either one of these teams. I think I am kind of down on both teams, but I can see the upside of both as well. Me too. Again, these are two teams where the juju hasn't been wonderful. The vibes have been not so great. And you wish there were better news about Jamar Chase or Christian Derrissaw or, you know, both these guys' first-round picks has been all negative stuff. Um, that being said, I think the Vikes D was awful last year but will be quite good this year. And I think they'll get after Burrow, who's I can't believe is 100% ready. You know, I mean, I mean I'm sure he's going to gut it out and have a good year. But I think the Vikes D will hold these guys pretty well intact, win at the line of scrimmage, especially in the past game. And I think Dalvin Cook has a big day, and I don't think the, the their corners can handle Jefferson and Thielen all that well. Uh, I'll I'll take the uh, the favorite here on the road and lay the points. 
I'll take the points and take the hometown Bengals because I'm not sold on the Vikings defense. I need to see it this year. I think the Bengals are a team that's somewhat like the Cowboys where I think offensively they can do some things. They'll move the ball and put up some points and they'll be able to sneak attack some teams at home. But most weeks I'm not going to take them. I just need to know what the Vikings, the Vikings are all about first. And who knows, maybe I'll start picking the Vikings next week. But I'll just take those extra three points. It just helps me uh, feel a little bit better about this game and the Bengals. So we disagree on this one, which is good. I like that we're disagreeing a little bit here. Yeah, it sounds like the, the Vikings are hard for you to trust right now, which they're, I 100% understand. They very much are. And, and Joe Burrow, I believe in. And he played so well, it's easy to forget where he's at. And as long as he's that same guy, and he has to prove he's that as well, but if he does, the Bengals are going to be fine on offense. And uh, I think the line is better just defensively. Both these teams have a big question, and I'll just take the home team. Yeah, I mean, I'm not crushing Cousins, but it wouldn't shock me at all if we quickly realized Cincinnati has the better quarterback. Right, exactly. Yeah, and I think Cousins yeah. is sort of the floor for a healthy Joe Burrow in a lot of ways. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I think he's, you know, Cousins plus. Here we go. Here's a good one. The Arizona Cardinals are traveling to the Tennessee Titans. The Titans at home favored by three points. This is a fantasy bonanza to me. I think both these teams play fast. You know, they, they, they run a lot of plays. I don't think either defense is particularly scary. Both these defenses are, you know, needed some work in the offseason and went out and did some things, but we'll see if that's enough to, um, you know, really bear fruit when it's all said and done. Man, I think this line's dead on, though. You said three, right? Uh, I've got three is what I'm looking at with the Titans at home, yeah. Favorite okay. Three. I'll take Tennessee minus three, but I think it's a three-point game. I, I mean, I really yeah. think this is 33-30, you know, um, at 36, 33, I think there's a lot of points in this game. Fun one, uh, highlight plays by Kyler, you know, I mean, big runs by Derrick Henry, Julio's first appearance does well against bad corners. So, uh, I think a lot of points, but I'll take the home team. AJ Brown came down with a knee injury and I don't know if they're just yeah. being cautious with him, not practicing late in the week, but that would worry me a little bit. He's listed as questionable right now. And if he doesn't play, that helps me pick the Cardinals, and I'll take those points. And this is one of those games I talked about. There's a lot of these away teams that are getting points. I just feel like it's close enough, and it's too close to call for me, so I'll take the points. And I think the Cardinals are a pretty good team, and I'm really interested to see how that team comes together. And I don't think the Titans are any better than they were last year. Um, and do they have an answer for Derrick Henry is a big question. Two nuggets, and maybe someone on Twitter can shoot shoot us a response to this, because I'm just not a hardcore better. But I bet if you bet the points in week one, if you take all the dogs, you do well. You know, just not sure who's the better team right yeah. now. Give me the points. You know what I mean? I think there's enough oddball things to happen early in a season. You don't know how teams are going to look. Uh, just not teams sure aren't ready. Don't are. come off to a hot start. I absolutely believe that. And if you know, at BD Peacock, at Williamson NFL, let us know because uh, I bet you're right on that. How about this matchup? Derrick Henry, 250-pounder meeting, 260-pound linebacker Zayvon Collins in the hole. <laughs> yeah, that could be good stuff. Yeah. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention is a, a lot since the Julio trade, a lot of people have brought up similarities between Brown and Jones for obvious reasons. I really hope one of the similarities isn't constant lower body injuries. Yes. 
Yeah, no, uh, you're right. And he's he's come out of games often. He hasn't missed yeah. a ton of games in his career, but he had some injuries back dating to Ole Miss as well. And he's a, a really just rocked up athlete. And sometimes you do worry about an overly muscled athlete having some sort of nagging injuries like that. And he has gone through some things in his career. So uh, I agree. But, man, if they're both out there and both 100%, it's going to be tough for wow. the Cardinals, especially whoever's lined up opposite Byron Murphy uh, to cover those guys all day. So I can be easy on Murphy either. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But he's your best guy, right? They're, they're going to need some help from uh, from the rest of the guys back there, Buda Baker and the rest of that gang, and, and need to get after Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. All right, Matt, let's finish up the early slate here. Some really good games. Sunday, I can't wait. It's that time of year again. All eyes turning back to football. The NFL teams are back on the gridiron to start the 2021 season. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including the half million dollar NFL mega contest and the $200,000 NFL survivor contest open now at bet online head to the website use your mobile device sign up today to receive your 100 welcome bonus promo code locked on be sure to take advantage of their opening day promo make a bet on the thursday september 9th season opener between the super bowl champion buccaneers and the dallas cowboys and if you lose your wager will be refunded up to 25 dollars. bet online is the fastest easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports and get yourself a 100% welcome bonus promo code locked on at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, let me talk about rockauto.com. They've been a really good friend of the Locked On Network now for a long time, and they do amazing work. And with all the increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need for your car, truck, whatever, in a traditional chain storefront. It just makes no sense. So a lot of you do a lot of work on your cars, and it makes a lot of sense financially or as a hobby or whatever you got to check out rockauto.com because their prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear, like airlines do, for example. Um, rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. They have everything you're looking for. Uh, I mentioned that the prices are always reliably low and same for professionals as they are for you guys. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So here's what you do. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box. They know that we sent you. That's locked on, two words. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com the seattle seahawks at the indianapolis colts with all the bad mojo from the colts here this is a team that a lot of people are sleeping on with how good their defense is how good things could go if wentz plays like good wentz and is healthy we just don't know if that's going to be the case and i like their ground game i like a lot of what's going on with the colts and maybe some of the doom and gloom around that team is a little overblown can they at home surprise the seahawks seahawks favored by two and a half on the road in this one i do think some of the doom and gloom is overblown you know i mean you're, you're gonna have you know quentin nelson back and Wentz. i mean they haven't played a lot that doesn't worry with me with nelson and frankly jonathan taylor might run for 160 in this game and they control it from the start in their building and the forest buckner is incredibly disruptive and quitty pay and they're chasing wilson down all day I just like the stability of the Seahawk organization here. You know, in, in week one, they've been there. They've done it. I'm going to lay the points on the road. 
But that Seattle defense to me is very worrisome. And the Colts are they're a little short on weapons right now, too. I mean, I, I think T.Y. Hilton might be totally cooked. I mean, it's going to be Pittman and Paris Campbell and some tight ends. I just don't know if they can keep up in what I think could be a high-scoring game. And that point five is something. If it's 2.5 and not 3, that makes it easier to pick the Seahawks and uh, winning that one by a field goal. So uh, I'm with you. Give me the Seattle Seahawks. The Los Angeles Chargers having a tough draw defensively for second-year quarterback Justin Herbert in head coach Brandon Staley's debut in Washington facing the football team that on paper, and I, I think everyone pretty much is on board, believing that Washington could have one of the best defenses in the NFL this year. I 100% agree, and I'm very excited that the Chargers have rebuilt their offensive line, but we might not see the fruits of it in this game. I, I just think that Chase Young and company are as nasty and are going to be better than ever. I, I think I'm a Chargers guy. Pick them for the their over on the win total. Pick them to make the playoffs. I think this is a tough draw for a young quarterback and a rookie coach against that defensive front. And I, I think Washington's offense is better than people think, too. I mean, it would surprise me if McLaurin doesn't have a big day. Um, I think Antonio Gibson's – this is step one of stardom. I think he's set up to have a massive season. So I like Washington in this one. I, I would expect you'll see Derwin James on Logan Thomas a lot. I'm just excited to watch Derwin James again. I am too. And you mentioned – Chase Young, but you got Bosa on the other side, Derwin James, who's a legit star for at least uh, the first game of the season until he gets hurt again. Hopefully that's not the case, but I I just love what the Chargers are doing right now, Uh, and maybe Brandon Staley is able to show something that makes Fitz turn into that tragic, you know, three interception guy. Maybe he's too jacked up for week one. I don't know. Um, It's the the over-under is pretty low, 44 and a half points. I think there's a chance for a few more points for that, and maybe this defense isn't all the way fully functional yet in Washington. Since it's even and a pick em, I am bullish on the Chargers this year, picking them to go into the playoffs and go far. Give me the Chargers. I can't jump off before week one starts. Uh, I hear you. I'm a Chargers guy. I'm just thinking second-year quarterback, everyone's watching first-year head coach, one o'clock start on the opposite side of the country against that D-line. I think they look a little young and they regroup and say, okay, we learned our lesson. Let's go do this thing. That's a big one that I didn't really factor in here that's, that you always forget about is the West Coast team traveling to the East Coast. And it's usually a pretty darn big factor when it comes to these things. So it if is. you think it's even before that, you should definitely take three points away from that line and, and go with Washington. I probably would take the Chargers if they were at home, although mm-hmm. they probably have the worst home field advantage in the league. But. Yeah, that's true. Give me the Chargers, gosh dang it. All right, let's go to the New York (laughs) Jets. Here's a fun one. Two up-and-coming squads, the Jets at the Carolina Panthers. Panthers at home favored by four. Sam Darnold revenge. Uh, Love it. I think there could be points in this game. I mean, uh, I think the over-under is very low. 44. Yeah, that's not not high at all. I mean, uh, I think that Darnold and Wilson both could have productive days. I like their weapons. I I think the... Panthers O-line could be a problem, but the Jets have lost some people up front, and and I don't think their corners can handle uh, the Panthers receivers at all. You know, I mean, three, going three deep with Terrence Marshall. And we talked about excited to see Derwin James. I'm pretty psyched to watch Metcalf again, or McCaffrey again. I called him Metcalf. Um, you know, back in action. And I, I like the Panthers here, but I think the Jets stick around and are a well-coached team. 
Uh, that's a good line, though. I'm gonna, I'll take the points, but the Panthers win. I will give up the points with the Panthers. The Jets just aren't quite yet ready yet. Um, I've loved what I've seen from Wilson so far in his rookie preseason, but they're, he's going to get schemed against now, and so we'll see how that looks for the rookie. And the Jets just aren't quite there yet. Robert Sala doesn't have all his bullets on defensive side of the ball yet, no. so uh, give me the Carolina Panthers, year two of that regime, and revenge game for Sam Darnold. I'm switching my pick, too. That one never <laughs> set right with me. I, I, I like Carolina to win, but I think they cover, too. Uh, it's four they points. They got corners now. J.C. Horn, you know, that defense is better than I give it credit for. I, I think Carolina's D is a nice day. If I, I'm going to take the Panthers. And, again, earlier on in the podcast, we questioned whether or not home field is, is going to be quite there in week one or if it's just going to jazz up everybody because of the crowd noise. But if you think that home field advantage is worth three points, do you think on a neutral field that – the Panthers are only one point better than the Jets. I think. Nope. Yeah. Exactly. They're better than that. So, yeah. Good point. Give me those Panthers. All right. The last game of the early slate. We'll get to all the 125 p.m. Pacific time, 425 p.m. Eastern time starts tomorrow, along with the primetime Sunday night football and Ravens Raiders on Monday night football. We'll preview those games and review what happened Thursday night football on tomorrow's program so this is the last one today the last of the early games Sunday and uh, there might be some 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 draft picks at stake here I mean are we are we is it too early to start talking about who's picking number one in the NFL draft I hope the Jaguars are much improved from the team that was picking number one and they're going up against the very likely team to be picking number one overall in the 2022 draft it's Jaguars at Houston Texans yeah, I, I mean, I don't know how to comment on this game, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I'm not sure that commenting on the Texans is going to be easy all year. I mean, we'll learn some things. They got a lot of bodies. They're trading every guy you've ever heard of. Um, I'm going to take the Jags, and I don't have a lot of faith in Jacksonville. I probably won't pick them next week, whoever they they play against, uh, even after beating Houston soundly if that happens. But Man, I just don't know where what's what's Houston good at. I feel like this game is going to go under, right? It's a low scoring I mean, game. Houston 40, might score seven points. I mean, yeah, six it, points. Almost know? anything could happen. To be honest with you, and I wouldn't be shocked. It could be a blowout for the home team Texans. It could be a blowout for the Jaguars. I'm going to take the Jaguars and give up those three points because I just can't. I can't feel good about myself and can't sleep if I pick the Texans right now because they're so far and away the worst team in the NFL uh, on paper. But, you know, first-time head coaches there, uh, rookie quarterback, at least a veteran quarterback for the Texans here. If this was a huge blowout either way, if it ended up being like a 6-3 to three game, that wouldn't surprise me. If they score a bunch of points, that probably wouldn't shock me either. I just I have no, no idea, but I just think that Trevor Lawrence has been through too many big games. It's not going to be too big for him on this stage, and the Texans aren't good enough to take advantage of a rookie quarterback and a brand-new NFL head coach. So they're going to go out there. They have some weapons. They're going to score, and defensively, they've got enough to, to do some damage on the Texans. So, yeah, I'll give up three points on the road for the Jaguars. Yeah, I mean, I will too. I mean, I don't. I have my doubts of how this Urban Meyer project's going to go and what kind of season Jacksonville's going to have. But the Jags at least have, I don't know, twelve to fifteen very talented football players, where the Texans have two. You know, Tunsil and <laughs> right. Cooks. You know, I mean, like yeah, and uh, they're they're dangling those guys. I'm sure. I, I don't know how those guys made it through, and we're going to start the season with those guys still on the roster because I would imagine they're available in trade. Right. I mean, they're good, so you can't keep them around. 
I saw somebody say that they would they would bet that Brandon Cooks gets traded to the Kansas City Chiefs, and I thought, oh my god, that's too perfect. It's going to happen. Too perfect. That makes a yeah. lot of sense. But it didn't happen yet, at least. I mean, they're trading everyone, and he hasn't changed teams in a year, which is his mo as well. I mean, it's like perfect. And a team like KC will be like, yeah, we'll give you a third round pick for him. Yeah, sure. All right, that is the early games for Sunday, and we will review everything that happened from the season kickoff, Buccaneers-Cowboys on Thursday night. Tomorrow, come back and, and preview and make our picks for the rest of the Sunday and Monday games. Football is back. Ah, uh, We made it. Talk to you tomorrow right here. Peacock and Williamson.